Hi, my name is Adetiji Adeomi. You are welcome to Godly Counsel. If today is your first time on joining us on Godly Counsel, Godly Counsel is a place where we actually bridge the relationship gap between human and God. So thank you for joining us today. So uh, before we go further, can we say a little prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you praise and bless your holy name. We thank you for your word that will be coming to us today. Lord, if a servant, preacher, the teacher is weak, Lord, help him. And through his weakness, let him be able to speak in your strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. And anyone that is hearing me out there, Lord, give them the spirit to understand your word, not my word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So, if you welcome, if you're joining us uh, for the first time in this month in August, um, you need to go back to go check our last week message, which is um, why you need wisdom part one. So today we're talking about why you need wisdom part two because this month all we are doing, all we are talking about is wisdom, and that wisdom is one of my favorite topic. I love talking about wisdom because I want to be so wise. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you, Holy Spirit. So now uh, today we're going to continue from where we stopped. We're talking about our Bible scriptures taken from Proverbs 2, 2, 4. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver silver and search them like hidden treasures i remember when we were talking last week that um, wisdom is what we need not what we want what we want is that things that is, is things that spawn out of things that we're seeing around for example maybe your friend just bought a latest shoe and you're like wow i love the shoe and the desire of the shoe becomes your desire because you see it or you just head somewhere that uh, there's a guy that you should know or you might not know or that a you know, lady that the lady just did this did that did that so that thing now turns to your desire because you heard it you saw it and you felt it so that is how it can just sprung up and become what our want which is not necessarily what we need so wisdom is what we need not what we should want not um, want wisdom so that I can be wise like King Solomon. No, that is not the essence of having wisdom. Wisdom is a need. It is like the example I gave. It is like you've been tested. You're going to look for anything liquid as in water or uh, what's it called? Or soda or something. Even some of us will take a call while we are while we are testing, which is not right. It's not right. It's not right. So um, I pray that God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So, you need wisdom to survive in this world. You need wisdom to survive on this earth. Uh, the last week we were talking about why you need wisdom, and we ended it at uh, the third point, which we we're talking about the uncommon, uncommon job. So, today we are talking about number four which is protection from wrong wrong choices protection from wrong choices how what do we mean by why do you need wisdom to protect you from wrong choices 
we have a lot of choices to make in our daily life a lot i'm not saying the choices that uh this that you're seeing a fan and you make choice whether to put on the fan or put it off or the light to put it on or put it off or to talk to somebody and not to talk to somebody that's not the choices i'm talking about the unexpected choices that just meet us at a time that we do not expect or we least expect the choices that just come on us like things that we okay like for example there's a story that i read and then um it's 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 it sounds a lot to me that's why i'm actually sharing it there was a lady and the husband upstairs and the lady was in the bathroom taking a bath and the husband was kind of busy doing something so as the lady was coming out of the bathroom the husband was making her way into the bathroom when they heard a knock downstairs that somebody was down and the lady quickly tied her towel and rushed down and said okay she, she wants to go and check the person and when she checked she now said that it's her husband friend she opened the door and the guy now saw her the guy now said i have 800 dollars here with me if you if you untie your towel i'm going to give you this 800 dollars and the lady had about 800 dollars and just untying towel and she untied the towel and she exposed herself and collected the words the 800 dollars hear this when she was now going upstairs, the husband now asked her, that who is that? And she said, um, not nobody, just somebody that. Uh, the husband now said, oh, I thought it's my friend Joe that is coming to give me the $800 that he is owing me. So the lady made the choice to open her nakedness for her husband's friend and the husband's friend was actually bringing in the money that he is owing her husband it is not even a gift to her because where when he's going to ask the husband or the husband is going to ask the friend the friend is going to say i gave the money to your wife and she will not be able to deny it because she will not want the husband to even know what she did and how she embarrassed herself in the presence of her friend That's how we live our lives every day. That's how we make choices. That's how we allow the enemy to taunt our mind with a lot of silly, silly, silly excuses. And I'm not saying this because I am very strong myself. I have these temptations too every day, every day. I face it every day. And sometimes I make the wrong choices. But as I am teaching and helping you to grow in wisdom, that is how I'm growing myself so that we can all grow together. So you don't want to make the wrong choices in your life because it will cost you. You might not even see the effect that very moment. It might be in the next one year, two years, three months, four months. It might be the next day you start seeing the effect of the wrong choices. God wants us to make the right choices, but the enemy will always come up with wrong choices our way every day and you need to do your best not to allow yourself to fall in this because the moment you demote yourself into these wrong choices they become a hook 
they become an iron are tied around your neck or a chain tied around your neck and begin to enslave your life. May God help us. The, the fifth thing, uh, the fifth uh, reason why you need wisdom is protection from evil people. Evil people will always come. Proverbs 2.12 Wisdom will save you from evil people. From those whose words are twisted. And I want to quickly say this. Our perception about evil people has been bastardized, and I'm sorry to say this. Bastardized in the essence that the way we see things, the way we uh, we just look at things, and the or maybe it's the is the magnitude of the name that has been given. When you mean evil people, I'm not just talking about somebody shooting somebody, killing somebody, stabbing somebody. Because the moment you hear evil people, that's what you think of. Or you think of somebody that just don't want your progress. Do you know there are some innocent evil people? They did not plan to be evil. It was not, it was not in their agenda to be evil. Something led to something that makes them to now become evil. For example... Somebody was so desperate in paying a bill and now met with maybe meet with you. And because the person does not know how to say it or does think that the reason why the, uh, he or she is going to tell you, the reason the, he or she is going to give you, you may not get it. So the person begins to lie, begin to exaggerate, begin to cajole one or two things together. Yes. That is an example of evil person. Evil person, evil people are people that do evil things. And one of the things that we know or what we know about evil is that it's done in the dark. It's done through darkness. It's done by the master of darkness, which is the devil himself. That is the king of the evil doer or the father, let me put it that way. Like Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, he said, You are fulfilling your father's way, which is a liar. There's a king of liar. People that know how to twist words are also evil. They just take a word, they just change it in your hand. But I don't mean that every time you say that you say hey you are evil you are evil no no no, no. the name so is magnitude in itself so it is not our job to start saying you are evil if we can help we can help but the best thing i will say if you know you cannot help you begin to create your distance you begin to create your distance because in the relationship wise the moment you keep working with the person the moment you keep believing the moment you keep moving with that person you too you become an evil person simple as that so just keep your distance you are friends with the person you can reach out to the person you can send messages you can but there's a distance there's a boundary that you need to set so uh why so wisdom will always help you and will always protect you from what from evil people because most times you can't know or most times you will know but you don't know how to get them off your back most times you will find yourself in their midst and you'll be wondering how can i do to get out of this so you need wisdom you need wisdom to help you 
to protect you from them. To make you that even though you're walking in that path unknowingly, wisdom will guide you through it and will be able to rescue. So my friend, you cannot just say, oh, don't worry, I will know how to do it. But you just need to pray to God to give you wisdom, to be able to guide you, to be able to tell you what to do, to be able to teach you how to go about it. Because my friend, everywhere you look, you have people with you. And yet God tells us that the people he's sending us to, to minister to are human beings. And those human beings are around you. He said you should love your neighbor. How are you going to love your neighbor when you know that the, what the person is doing, it is not good in the eyes of the Lord? Hello, my friend. You just need wisdom to help you to manage it. Why is the Bible telling us that we should be wise as serpents? <laughs> See, sometimes when I say some things in the Bible, I'm kind of, are you sure this is in the Bible? Yes, it's in the Bible. To be wise as serpents and gentle as dove. Wise. upon <laughs> all the animal that is telling you to be wise as serpents the one that God caused in the beginning why? because the serpent is wise knows how to find its way so you should be wise to, to know how to find your way and the Lord will help you the sixth one which is going to be the last one that I'm going to be mentioning is that as a protection from humorous spirits I purposely put the immoral spirit there because the moment we hear immoral, you think of a woman. Hey, the woman is immoral. Woman, 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 they are immoral. Or women, 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 they are immoral. No, that's not what I'm talking. See, when I, let me quickly read this. Proverbs 2.16, wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the seductive words of the promiscuous woman. King Solomon is not just talking about the lady, he's talking about the spirit. He's talking about the spirit. Not to take our time, let me quickly tell you, the st- let me quickly remind you the story of King Solomon. He got to a point in his life that he dated a woman that God told him not to date. And when he dated that woman, he now finds himself worshipping the gods of another country, worshipping the earthly gods, worshipping idols, the god of Baal, King Solomon, the one that burnt 1,000 bulls as offering to God. The one that God asked, what do you need? I said, doesn't want money, but just need wisdom to rule his people. That same King Solomon that was so humble, so calm, that during his time there was no fight, it was peace. That same one bowed down and worshipped another God. Why? Because he got married to the woman or from the tribe, from the country. God instructed him not to get married from. That is why it is a spirit, not a person. And wisdom will guide you through it. Wisdom will help you through it. One of the reasons why it is not personalized is spirit. I'm helping the Bible scholars here to understand this. Proverbs 2.18 It said, Entering a house leads to death. 
it is the road to grave. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the paths of life. Is this still talking about a woman here? Is the spirit. And the spirit of immorality is everywhere. Not just sexual immorality, but lifestyle immorality. This um, lockdown, I've seen so many things. I've seen desperation in the heart of men. When some other people are crying for, how can I feed? I'm seeing some people taking out cash, spraying it on top of the bomb bomb of ladies and posting it on their, uh, what's it called, um, status, personal status, for others to see how they're enjoying life. So are we going to say all oh, the women that they were spraying are the ones? No, the spirit that is telling you you're bored, that you need something to spice up your life. Oh, you've been just with this life all your life. Don't you need to take some drugs so that you can just get high a little bit? That's the immoral spirit. The ones that want to take over your body, control your mind, control how you do things, and begin to lead you in the name of form and entertainment. That is the immoral spirit that I'm talking about. So wisdom is going to guide you because it's all around you. And I want to help us from every one of us that is still saying, the Bible told me that I should what? I should flee every appearance of immoral woman. <laughs> um, yes, you flee. But we need wisdom now. Because everywhere you turn is the appearance of immoral woman. Something happened to me like, I think it's up to 10 years now. Is it 10 years? No, it's more than 10 years. Uh, like 12 years ago that 12 years ago I just I think okay I've been I've given my life to Christ I've been working with God and I was struggling with sexual immorality I struggled a lot I struggled with sexual immorality a lot a lot I did all the kind all kind of stuff with sexual morality so at that time I was praying I think I just finished praying or fasting I forgot it and I've set up boundaries, I don't want roommates, I have where to go, the kind of places I go, I begin to set boundaries. Then this day, I was just walking on the road, just crossing the road to go to the school because then I was still a student. So as I was going into the school, a lady was coming down from the bike. And I can still remember it today, like that's one thing with my memory. I, I picture things easily and it sticks and it hardly gets off but i wish i can picture all the books like that i would have been professor by now <laughs> so i saw this lady coming down and when she was coming down the bike she didn't do it on purpose but she opened her laps and i could see all her underneath and her panties and all that and that moment there was a shock within me. Shit, I just saw it. My mind was stick to it. And I began to just, it just began to, it became a meditation to me. A meditation that led me to another struggle of masturbation. And I was so sad with myself. 
I felt so bad and I begin to wail and like, what is this? What is this? At that moment, it became clear to me that you need wisdom to be able to unnest some stuff. Because the word I the wisdom I didn't put to play that day was that the things you keep in secret haunt you. I didn't know. I wasn't wise to that extent. If I had known, I would have met with someone and begin to discuss what I saw. The person discussion and engagement will begin to get me freedom out of the meditation. But that was the only thing in my mind. I wasn't putting another thing there. So that is how bad it can be for us in the time that we have. That everywhere we turn to. Oh, you want to watch a movie? You love to watch a movie? No problem. But the moment you begin to watch the movie, I'm not even talking about sexual scenes or sexual content. I'm talking of alcohol. You're still struggling with alcohol. You're just coming out of it. And you're watching a film and you just see the bottles shaking. You just see two guys sitting down. The movie, interesting story. You just see someone just woke up with someone. You just see somebody in the house giving a word of wisdom. Or giving a, just talking something nice. And you're enjoying the storyline. And then the bottles are shaking, pouring the glass in the cup. And it takes more and all that. Ah! And you say, yeah, I don't want to drink again. Oh, what's this? But that is how it is right now. Everywhere you turn to. Well, I don't know how we got here, but I remember the Bible Jesus told us that they said God shot in the days that no man will be saved. No human will be saved. Except the shot in, and I think that is what he's talking about. That everywhere you turn. So that's why you will need to cry to God for wisdom today. You will need to call on Him and they will answer thee, and they will show you great and mighty things. You will not just hear this message and say, okay, I've heard another message about wisdom, but you're gonna to cry to God that you need as wisdom. You're going to pray, you'd pray. You will ask God, God, I need your wisdom. Help me, help me with your wisdom. I wanna grow in your wisdom. I'm tired of trying to figure things out myself. I'm tired of running away. Everywhere I turn to, there's sexual morality. Everywhere I turn to, there's evil people. Everywhere I turn to, I make wrong choices. I need you, God. Begin to pray now. Say, Father, I need your wisdom. Let your wisdom help me. Let it improve me. Let it, your wisdom call your blessing. Let it lead me. Let it give me uncommon joy. Let your wisdom teach me the right thing from good thing. Let your wisdom teach me your way, O Lord. Begin to pray in Jesus' name. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Father, Lord, let your wisdom help me. Let it enrich me. Let it cause your face to shine upon me. O Lord, your wisdom, let it lead me in the path of righteousness. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your wisdom lead me, Lord. Let it lead me, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I want to pray for someone here that's saying, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I need your blessing. Can you say the word after me? Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Be my Lord. 
be my savior, set me free from sin and the consequences of sin in Jesus' name. I pray the hold of sin is broken over your life. Everything the enemy has planted within you is thereby uprooted in Jesus' name and the name of Jesus Christ we pray. If you still want us to pray with you, you still want us to pray, you can send us a mail on adedg underscore adewomi. Adedg underscore adewomi. Adedg is A-D-E-D-E, I mean D for dog, E for egg, J high, J for jog, and high for ink. A-D-E-D-E-J-I underscore adewomi. A D E W U N M I W U N M I and God be with you. Till we come your way next time on Godly Council. Have a wonderful time. Hi, my name is Tade Deji and Deomi. You're welcome to Godly Council. If today is your first time of joining Godly Council, Godly Council is a place where we actually bridge the relationship gap between God and human. So I will help you to grow with your maker, with your creator, and then to improve uh, your relationship with him every day of your life. So uh, before we go on, we have, uh, let's say a prayer before we start today. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give a praise for today. We bless you in the name of worship you for your wonderful presence. As we're going to be talking to the Lord, I pray to talk through me. Lord, the preacher is weak. The preacher is a sinner. Lord, have mercy. And preach through my weakness that the others can gain strength. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, um, this month, the month of August, we're starting. Uh, we're going to be talking about wisdom throughout this month. And then uh, I love wisdom. I love wisdom. I love being wise. And then when I mean being wise, I, I mean being godly wise. <laughs> Not just trying to gain wisdom exposure and just trying to ask myself a lot of questions. Okay, how do, do, how do I do that? How? No. So, uh, Wisdom is one of my favorite topics, and that's why I'm excited about August 2020. So, um, today we're going to be talking about why you need wisdom. Why you need wisdom. I understand we might have heard one or two teachings about uh, wisdom, or you've, some people have talked to you about wisdom, but I just want to help you to shape your mind on why you need wisdom. Um, Proverbs 2 2 to 4. We're reading from New Living Translation, Proverbs 2, 2 to 4. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Search for them as you would for silver. That's one of the plays that caught my attention when I was um, studying, trying to get, um, trying to prepare this message. Is in where it's telling you that you search for wisdom as you're going to search for silver. You know, silver in that scripture is talking about the most precious things to us. I don't know what is the most precious things to you, but it looks like the whole world right now, the most precious thing 
to every human that I know on this earth right now. It's money. So it's telling you to search for wisdom as you search for money. You're going to wake up every day of your life. You're going to say, I'm going out to go make money today. I'm going out to make livelihood. But that is how wisdom should be to us. We should take our time to search for wisdom to make it our priority. Because it's going to guide us in so many things. For example, okay, now the, the wisdom meaning, I have two meanings. The body of knowledge and experience that develops within a specified society or period. The knowledge and experiment develops within a specified word, society and period. It means within a time and a location. We cannot make the mistake thinking that, oh, when I gain wisdom, it's only I can use the same wisdom I'm using in this locality in, in another place. Or I'm using this wisdom I'm using in my locality international. You need to change that. Um, not to take our time, but let me quickly give you one. Let me quickly help you to understand that is this. Now you are, let's say, for example, I am in Lagos, Nigeria here. And then there's a way it works in Lagos. There's a way it works in Nigeria. So if I'm going to transport a product, or I'm going to transport myself or services into the international a market or to different people outside the world i need to gain wisdom to understand how it's been done there and i need to give the wisdom time to grow to be developed to be packaged to the extent that anybody that is meeting me or hearing me or, or trying to know me will understand that ah, this guy is actually touching me he's, he has a level of experience at a level of knowledge so i can go with him i can go with her so that is how wisdom should be for us. And the second meaning is talking about the quality of having experience, knowledge, and a good judgment. The quality of being what? Being wise. What? The having experience, knowledge, and a good judgment. So we're going to be talking about judgments as we go on today. We're going to be talking about judgments and then uh, pray God help us to go to be able to finish the part one today. So now, um, the Bible made us understand that uh, we all need to search for wisdom as we run after gold and silver. And this means that wisdom is of a great importance to every one of us. So that means that wisdom shouldn't be a want in our life, it should be a need. When you need something, it's just like you're thirsty for water or you're thirsty for uh, a drink or a soda. The moment you you won't even wait to get the soda. You won't even wait for the water to come to meet you. You will search for it. You will go around, start looking for the soda so that it can quench your thirst. So that water is a need, not a want. It's not that you just feel like. It's a need that you need to satisfy. So that's how wisdom should be for us. It is not something that we just... Think, oh, I, I want wisdom. Let me just be wise. No, it's a need. Because the, the, the thing, the, the things that we do with wisdom sometimes is just a thin line between the good and the right. It's just a thin line between the good and the bad. It's just a thin line between what we're seeing and what it's supposed to be. So you need wisdom to be able to dissect and say, hey, 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 hey. Before you take on that journey, you should look at these things very well. Now, 
Remember God said my people perish because they lack knowledge. The process to knowledge is tuning our hearts, our, sorry, our ears to wisdom. He said what? The people, because now let's quickly look at uh, Proverbs 2.2. 2. It said, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on what? On understanding. The moment you tune your ears to wisdom, then you begin to find yourself concentrating on understanding and you begin to grow in knowledge. So the process of you getting to the knowledge base is what is you tuning your ears to wisdom. And you need this knowledge because that is one of the things God said that means my people perish because they lack what? Knowledge. Because they don't understand. Because they have a problem with dissecting to understand what it is, this thing. They are easily deceived. There is a worldly wisdom. There is a godly wisdom. I quickly need to put that in so that you can understand. There is a godly wisdom. There is a worldly wisdom. The word, the wisdom I'm talking about is godly. It, you know, the enemy is very good at just coming to you and trying to cajole you and get you to start believing things that is not there. That is what I'm talking about. So, you don't, you don't need to perish. All you need to want is to want, is to ask for God's wisdom. Proverbs 2, 6, New Living Translation says, For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. It's only the Lord that grants wisdom. The wisdom that you're seeing in the world is the smartness, is deceitfulness, is cunning, is crooked. Exactly. How will you tell me that you're wise and sleeping with 10 women at the same time and they don't know? I call it wisdom. It's not wisdom, it's foolishness. Because at that moment, your body is the one in need for it. It's not my body. That is not the wisdom I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the wisdom that you said that you could know how to make money through people's pockets and they are not aware and you don't care whether they suffer or not. That's not the wisdom I'm talking about. The wisdom that solves real problem. Real problem. Not personal problem. Not selfish problem. But the problem that is affecting everybody generally. Like a wisdom of creating something that can help people to connect with each other all around the world. The wisdom that will help you to understand that, oh, this is the right thing to do, not this. The wisdom that is going to help you to know that, oh, I'm actually dating this guy or this uh, lady because of this and this and I'm seeing the attributes because the worldly wisdom will tell you that check the front, check the back, check her body, check her flesh, check her eyes, make sure that she's meeting the figure eight. I don't know what I, I say sometimes I, I get pissed off when I say the pressure sometimes we put ourselves in just to meet with the worldly standard. If you don't have six packs, then that means you are not a man. I'm not saying do exercise. Exercise, get yourself well, get yourself ready, be strong, be hijacked. But in the process, we begin to believe that is until we have six parts, then we have arrived. Then it's a problem. And then we all want to get there. And you now get to the six pack, you feel you've arrived before you know the pot belly is coming again. Then you start going to gym. You spend almost all your time trying to please the standard of men. Or the figure eight or figure nine for ladies that are trying to wear this, trying to do that, trying to meet up. Come on. God has created us in his image. I don't care the size you are. All I need you to just 
do your bodily exercise and get healthy because you need a body to function for the phases God is taking you through. So today I'm going to just talk about the three reasons why we need wisdom. I'm just going to tell us three today. In the part two, you'll be hearing more of it. So the three reasons why we need wisdom. Number one reason is understanding the way of God. Why do you need wisdom? To be able to understand the way of God. Proverbs 2.5 Then you will understand what it means to fear God. And you will gain knowledge of God. The problem is most of us don't really understand what it means to fear God. We feel that when we say fear God, we talk about trembling. We talk about standing in front of a God. We begin to try to confess everything we've done. Because if you don't do it, it's going to smack us. That is not what we're talking about here. Understanding the way of God. In me, you can't know this except wisdom. Now, fear of God connotes that he has power over our body and our souls. That is one wisdom. It doesn't mean that I have to come to in front of God and tremble. I have to come in front of God and begin to roll around and know that so that God cannot fear him. I don't need to do eye service to, for God to know that I fear him. But when I meet a man, and the man is promising me some stuff, or I meet an association of people, and they are telling me that, oh, when you join us, we don't need to do this, this is what you need to do. But that is not what God wants me to do. That is not what is written in the book of God, the Bible. That is not what I've heard about God. That is not what I've personally experienced from God. Then I said, okay. But at that moment, I begin to say, ah, these are human beings. These are the people that I can see face to face. If I don't go the way they want, I might die. Maybe I may die in, my, in poverty or I may die in wretchedness. No, 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 no. I don't want to die. Then I choose them over God. That is not being fair. That is being fear, having the fear of men over God, which is not what God is saying. It means that you reference God that he has power over my body and my soul. That is why it was written that God can kill both the body and the, uh, um, the soul. When Jesus was telling that we should fear the one that can kill both the body and the soul. But not to put all our fear in the one that can only kill the one, the body. You're going to face shame. You face shame in your body. You are going to be disassociated. Then you are disassociated. But when you choose the fear of men over God, then that's not being wisdom. Wisdom will say, oh, I need to fear God. Why? Because he has power over my body and my soul. Okay, I choose God over everything. Another thing that fear means, I'm just giving an example. If you walk in God's wisdom, you will understand numerous meaning of fear. The second thing I will say because of time about that part is that gaining the attention of God. So when you say you fear God, you will gain this attention. You can walk up to God and come into the place of prayer and say, God, I'm here again. And there's no better place to gain God's attention than a place of prayer. In the place of study. 
in the place of listening to his word, to the teaching as you're listening to me now, there's no better place. So the moment you gave that time, you have this time to be able to do something else, but yet you choose to listen to God's word so that you can know more about God. That is fearing God. You have actually feared God in, in the wisdom. Wisdom tells you that you've already done the part of fear God. And at that moment, you are gaining his attention. And we know what it means when you have the attention of God. <laughs> oh my God. It is not, see, sometimes we, we, we get some things wrong. When I'm saying that you have the attention of God, it is not the time that you now write everything that you want in life. Ah, all the houses, the cars, the billions of account, the billions of dollars in the account and all that, the kind of wife or husband you want to marry. Do you write everything and put it in the list and say, God, this is what? No, no, no. Gaining his attention sometimes just means speaking to us. It means just as peace, having his peace within us. Or having this joy that we don't even know what to talk about, but the joy is just there. That is gaining God's attention. Because in that moment of joy, he's already fighting battles you can see. It is not when he sends uh, $10 million to you, but God doesn't even send money. He uses people to send money to you. So if you're still waiting for God to give you that money, I don't know what I'm talking to. God doesn't send money. God uses people. He uses your ideas and generate, make the ideas to generate money for you. That is what it does. So you just don't wait for God to give. Just go to God and pray to God to generate idea for you and that's another wisdom of the fear of God that's another wisdom the wisdom will tell you that oh come to God and uh, come to God and uh, come to God and pray and then it's going to help you to get the idea that you need for the next level so I don't know what I'm talking to but I pray God will help you and teach you how to go so just Change your prayer time to God. I need your idea. I need your idea. What do you want me to do? What do I need to do? And at the same time, God will begin to change you. That it's not just about money. It's not just about being getting rich. It's about your soul. And the process continues, continues. Then at the end of the day, you arrive when God is entrusting you with a financial blessing and what he wants you to do with it. And God bless you. So the second thing we're talking about is knowing right from God. Wisdom will help you to know the right from good. And as you can see from the point, right from good. It means that not everything that is good is right. And what do I mean when I say something is right? You are doing the things God wants you to do. For example, you're working in a place, um, you're an employee. And this is what you're being told. They've already given you the list of a job description you're supposed to do. And in the time that uh, you're supposed to be doing your job or description, they're only giving you a job to do and they give you a timeline. The right thing to do is to just go to the job, do what you're meant to do, and then meet up with the timeline. That's the right. But you decided to do a good thing by moving from your desk to meet an employee, another employee, and help the employee out to do something or to show the employee how to do some things. It's a good thing because it fosters team spirits. But you have not done the right thing. The right thing is to do your job because the job that you left, that you don't do it at the time the company gave you to do it, you've already 
lost some credibility, lost some time, and you've not met with a timeline which might affect the company. I don't know with their clients or with the customer base or with your bosses' bosses. But you did a good thing by showing the team spirit to help another colleague. You should have, you understand? Do you get it now? So that is the thin line between right and good. It is good to wear bikini and swim in, in the water, but it is not right. I don't know why I'm telling this, and I don't know who's getting offended right now. But it is not right. It's not right because you showcase all your body, and our body, especially female, is so sensitive that a man sitting next to you is not thinking anything again. It's just you. And that sounds good too, that a man is just thinking about me. But that is not it. We are meant, our mind is meant to think of God first and every other thing that will help people. Because if he's thinking about you, then all he wants to do is just you. And the moment he gets into the flesh, the flesh touched the flesh, he was able to see whatever I want to see, then it, it leaves you alone and start looking haunting. Or he can't get to that moment, then he begins to play it in his mind and he begins to run after the women he's not supposed to run after. The right thing is, even though you come in to swim, even though you need to swim, wear something that covers all these things that's sensitive for men to see. So, the last thing I'm going to talk to, to you today because of our time is that the wisdom, the one, the last reason I'm talking about today, which is not the least, is that wisdom creates a common joy. Yes, wisdom creates a common joy. A common joy, Proverbs 2.10 Proverbs 2.10 says, For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. There is a joy that is so uncommon, because when the people see you, they'll say, you're always happy every time. I hear it a lot, a lot. I hear people always telling me, you're always smiling, you're always happy. What is a lot of people tell me, they're like, the whole world is going down, but you, you're always smiling. Because I know that the joy I carry within me is uncommon. I can't attach it to, oh, I have a car. Oh, I just bought another car. Oh, I, all those things to me right now, and I'm saying this with all humility, it does, I, I am happy about it, but I know within me that this thing cannot sustain this happiness. I, I know within me, I appreciate God for it, and I begin to move on. I begin to dialogue with the Holy Ghost because that's what keeps my joy alive. Because the car... You drive it once, you start buying fuel and you start repairing and the engine before you know it start getting faded, you start taking another car. Or the day you drove it that you're so happy, that's when you see somebody driving another very expensive car more than your own. And then you're not in your mind is now saying, ah, why can't I have that car? But you've forgotten that six months ago you were praying for the same car. And now you're not driving, you're not seeing another one better than your own. Even the guy that is sitting or the lady sitting in the car is, is, is you're even older than the lady or the, as in, so many things just come into your mind at that moment and you start beginning to feel bad. Oh, and I'm not living a good life. God, why did you treat me like this? The same you six months ago, you were saying, God, I just want to, I don't care whether it's the car of two, one leg or two two legs. I don't care. Let me just buy something like drive. Allow your driver. Allow say no God. Why did you do me like this? That's how we can be as human beings. So you need uncommon joy that does not stay on something. 
or you just build a very beautiful mansion you will still admire it then you look and on google and you saw the mansion that one person is building in another country very massive than your own not as a lifetime stand on your desk oh god oh thank you i know you gave me mansion i'm not saying i don't think but what uh, i know is that i can do more if i can get that kind of mansion and i can be able to build something and i'll use it for your glory uh, use that one for god's glory before it brings another one <laughs> use that one so that is wisdom will bring you the uncommon joy the joy you can explain the joy that is not attached to something the joy that is, is not because somebody promised you something. Your expectation of that thing is why the joy. No, 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 no. Wisdom will always bring. So, for, before I go, I'm, I would like to share a story with you with wisdom because I want to help you to understand wisdom and to grow in wisdom. There was a crow sitting at, at a story that I read. A crow was sitting on a tree doing nothing all day. A rabbit asked him, can I sit like you and do nothing all day long? The crow answered, sure, why not? So the rabbit sat on the ground below the crow and rested. Then a fox came out of nowhere, jumped on the rabbit and hit it. What do you think happened? This is a crow that can fly at the, at the show at the, 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 the entrance of any fox or any wild animal. Well, this is a rabbit that cannot jump. You can't jump. You are supposed to find your place to sit down. Wisdom should teach you that, oh, a kiss crow can fly. I can fly. Let me find my route where the wild animals cannot reach me, then I can rest there. Until I get there, I can rest. So you need the wisdom to be able to dissect what is good for your life and not to allow what others are doing to determine how you live your life. I want to pray a simple prayer with you if you are listening to me today and you've not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. This is a good thing to know. It's going to baptize you. It's going to wash you of your sin. You're going to become born again through the baptism of the water and of the Holy Ghost. But before you get to the point of the water, Let's do the baptism of the Holy Ghost for you as you say this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Set me free from sins and the consequences of every sin. And I pray for you today that the yoke of sin is broken over your life and every attack of the enemy in your life is breaking down, broken down today in the name of Jesus and everything the enemy has planted within you is uprooted in the mighty name of Jesus Christ to pray. Amen and amen. Thank you very much for listening to me. And if you want a prayer, I want us to pray with you or you have a prayer request, you can reach us on adetola underscore adeomi at yahoo.com Adetola underscore Adeomi. Adetola is A-D-E-T-O-L-A underscore A for Apple, then D-E-W-W for work, then U-N-M-I at Yahoo.com. Thank you for listening to us today. Till we come here next time. Bye.